I'm John Moe. A whole lot of wisdom being dropped on this week's edition of Wits from Peter Sagal, host of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and comedian Paul F. Tompkins. Can I share some comedy advice that Paul shared with me backstage? Sure. He said, shouting, it always works. <laughs> it works every time. Um, that was a comedy secret, not comedy <laughs> advice. Paul offers up another edition of Amazon Review Theater. And the concept of a great novel is an intellectual hoax. I prefer Danielle Steele. And art rapper Open Mike Eagle has some upsetting news. The voice that you sing happy birthday with, yes, that is who you really are. Oh, no. Yeah. All on Wits, coming right up. wonder if we breathing right. We got that dark, dark comedy, that dark, 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 dark comedy. Because rappers ruin the punchline like stand-up club hecklers. From APM, American Public Media, and Minnesota Public Radio, this is Wits. I'm John Moe. On this week's show, we're doing a little bit of public radio crossover. Peter Sagal is one of our guests, the host of NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. He'll be answering questions for once, not just asking them, a bit of a switcheroo. The very funny comedian and actor Paul F. Tompkins is with us as well. And we're joined by art rapper Open Mike Eagle for some deliriously great music. Plus, scenes from how movies probably go, a fact-finding mission on Craigslist, and whether Jimmy Carter was ever really elected president. And now, let's go to the stage of the Fitzgerald Theater in St. Paul. Folks, certain works are considered classics, but not by everyone. From time to time, we gather up one-star reviews, the lowest rating possible of classic works from Amazon.com. And then we hand them to Paul F. Tompkins to perform his dramatic monologues. All the material is taken from the Amazon website. This is Amazon Review Theater. Charlotte's Web. This book was absolutely the worst thing I ever read. My children were scared Horrified and bored. I found the book to pontificate needlessly, to overdress otherwise humorous and warm situations with disgusting psychosexual overtones. And to instill in myself, at least for a day, and my children forever, a feeling of hollow sadness and bitterness at this callous author. Slaughterhouse Five. While cultural pundits try to convince you that some literature is better than other literature. The truth is that all art is relative to individual tastes. Thus, it doesn't make any sense to think that a novel like this one is really any better than, say, Michael Crichton or Stephen King. No novels are better than any others, and the concept of a great novel is an intellectual hoax. 
I prefer Danielle Steele. And there's no basis for telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> Vonnegut is no better or worse than Danielle Steele. <laughs> the Stranger. They sent me the wrong book. It was... The Berenstain Bears learn about strangers. <laughs> instead of the stranger. <laughs> it was disappointing! Paul F. Tompkins, everybody. We've asked Peter Sagel to give some thought and explain things that in his experience have proven to be true. Peter Sagel, what's true? Well, some years ago a friend of mine gave me this advice and it has borne out to be true in the 20 years since, which is that evaluate any potential experience in terms of its future anecdotal value. <laughs> in other words, if you don't know what to do, think about what'll make the better story. Usually works out. So, so that friend giving you that advice, you evaluated the process of that advice being received and turned it into an anecdote. Exactly. Nice. I mean, right, there you are. You see, well it's, played. It's, it's very meta, but it's true, true. I mean, because ultimately, what do you have left? You have stories you can tell at the bar. So get on it, people. <laughs> do you find your moments of highest crisis and terror, in those moments, do you say, this is going to be a great story? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's the saving grace. Because as they're pummeling you, even at the moment of terror, you're like, this is going to be great. And you already start polishing the details to make them a little better. A little bit better. Second rule, and this I had to come up with recently because I gave my very first ever and perhaps last commencement address. Really, it was, and I was like, well, I'm obligated to say something wise. And I, I thought about it and I came up with this. Most people, probably you, probably certainly me, are advised to work very hard on being the person you want to be or maybe the person you're supposed to be. Don't do that. <laughs> Work on being the person you would like to be with. Hold because on. Okay, keep going. When you say to yourself, I'm going to be the person I want to be, you start taking shortcuts, you start treating people badly, you start thinking, well, I'm just going to step over that person to get to my goal because I have to explore my potential as an artist or public radio host or whatever it may be. But the fact of the matter is, you don't like people who do that, do you? You like people who are nice and kind and thoughtful and generous and kind of low-key and are light in their manner and cheerful in their demeanor and goofy rather than, you know, weighed down by their destiny. Those are because those are the people you want to hang out with because those are great people. So be that person. And the third thing, and this, this comes from my uh, accidental career as a, a public radio host of this very silly quiz show, uh, in that in this crazy world in which we live, in which there are so many things that divide us, race, ethnicity, certainly politics, everybody 
old and young, white and black, Republican or Democrat, loves a fart joke. This is true. Pretty much. And that's, I know this much is true with Peter Sagal. He is a Los Angeles-based rapper and hip-hop artist, a practitioner of art rap. His latest album is called Dark Comedy. Good friend of our show, here is Open Mike Eagle. Broken and my socks is backwards Rock lobster dancer That's a bad example I like to keep it modern Check the stereo lab I sample I ain't got flabby ankles But my gut's enormous If I don't quit the drinking I'ma die of busted organs But I love performing And drinking whiskey makes it easy Like a Sunday morning And they don't give the wasted whiskey To the hungry orphans Protect the young endorphins I got a lighter, make it shine Like people's country porches I'm a Funkasaurus With a bunch of sources I'm a Funkasaurus With a bunch of sources This is our show This is our crowd Started off low It'll get loud Other things next This is right now This is our show This is our crowd Started off low It'll get loud Other things next This is right now Comedy cold is the ocean at a low Cause nobody seems to know when I'm choking For those who haven't heard of me I'm bad at sarcasm So I work in absurdity On that laugh to keep from crying Tip rap like Wyatt versus Chet and weird science Cause my genres are hack Actions cliche, melodrama falls flat 
and everybody's getting fired. I flew off the handle and boy, yo, my arms tired. Rap songs like Patch Adam, Shady Act, thought of it is art till they laughed at him. Rap songs like Stephen Wright, monotone drone, people wonder if he breathing right. We got that dark, dark comedy, that dark, the dark, 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 the dark comedy. Cause rappers ruin the punchline like stand-up club hecklers doing the punchline. Cause I tweet on Sunday morning like a preacher at a church because my true religion is the thirst. It's like burn after reading the dark, ugly truth that addicts learn at the meetings. Cause Sean already wrote about the modern man. The only other option is the plight of the hologram. It's dark comedy, I would have called it black. But if another dude calls me a racist, I'm a snap. Cause Google knows what's in my cabinet and Facebook logs all of my favorite sandwiches. And what they need the damn data for to analyze the ish, they need a whole nother label force. Cause I'm addicted to my selling and I gotta have some coffee in my belly. You smell me? On the news, unless it's in a shy, cause blacks and Mexicans can die. It's like we live in John Lennon songs, a matching trash suit like dude and royal tenant bombs. It's like the in living color cast. I'm laughing, trying not to wish death on the upper class. I'd like to run up on the Coke brothers and beat them with a garden hose made of old rubber and give them rock bottoms and a stone cold stunner and drop some cold butter on them from a skyscraper a pistol whip them with the handle of a lightsaber cut them with rice paper chuckle like a wiseacre instead think of something sarcastic black my man no can knows what I'm laughing at my man bus driver knows what I'm laughing at a man my low knows what I'm laughing at. Open Mike Eagle. Coming up, more with Open Mike Eagle, Peter Sagal, Paul F. Tompkins, and cocktail recipes from Don Draper himself. Did you know we can be pals on email? It's true. Just go to witsradio.org. You can sign up for our newsletter, get the latest about what we're doing and what our various Wits guests are up to. Or you can tell us what you're up to on Twitter. Just tag us. We're at Wits.
This is Wits. I'm John Moe here with Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me host Peter Sagel, comedian Paul F. Tompkins, and rapper Open Mike Eagle. We've asked Open Mike Eagle to give this some thought and explain things that, in his experience, have proven to be true. Mike, tell us what's true. Okay, so uh, I came up with four things, and I came up with a strange mnemonic to remember them all. Oh, good. And it's, uh, it's uh, what is it? Uh, it's Urban Birthday Cloud History. All right, then. Let's start yeah. with Urban. Okay, so Urban. And uh, Urban and Urbane are too closely, uh, they look too close to not mean the same thing, so one of them must die. That's the first truth. Okay, which, which one do you propose? Uh, urbane. Urbane? I still don't quite understand what it means. <laughs> okay. yeah. Let's keep urban. Well, if you were, you would. <laughs> uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, it's always so helpful to have a spare public radio host right here. <laughs> what a luxury. A foil indeed. I know, right? I'll go back in the case now. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, so that, that's our you, and remind us, remind me of the mnemonic again. Um, urban, uh, birthday cloud history. Birthday cloud history, birthday. Um, the voice that you sing happy birthday with, Yes. that is who you really are. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so for me, it's a reluctant drone? Yes, okay. you are a reluctant oh, drone. no. I feel like this is a trick. <laughs> because everyone who sings happy birthday is a reluctant drone. No, this is not true. Yeah. Mike, how do you everyone sing? feels as you do. How do you <laughs> sing happy birthday, Mike? Uh, loudly and, um, and full of anxiety. <laughs> Peter Sagel, how do you sing it? <laughs> Pathetically. Oh, wow. I was just thinking a reluctant drone is all of Obama's military assassinations. <laughs> That's the next, I think it's... I think Reluctant oh. Drone is the next Pixar movie, right? I think so. Yeah, well, Danny DeVito does the voice. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's birthday. Uh, clout is, uh, clout is a, a thing that really only exists to make you more of a terrible person than you already are. What do you mean by that? You know what the, oh, I'm sorry. Clout the website, not the actual oh. thing that clout means. I'm sorry. I you just hated I, weather with for some reason. Yeah. Clout with a K. And if you guys don't know about that, oh, then you guys cloud. aren't terrible people, which is great. Okay, tell then... Continue to not know what that is. Don't look that up. No, no, no. Let's make them terrible. Tell people what cloud is. Okay, cloud is this website that's, that seeks to um, measure your influence as a Twitter user. So uh, what it does is it gives you this score that it tabulates via uh, magical means, I think. I think it is magical means. Yeah, yeah it's magical. Um, that, that shows you, like, if you want to know how your Game of Thrones tweets are, like, changing the world, then... <laughs> You go and you get your clout score, you know, and you think, yeah, uh, if I keep on doing this, maybe HBO will give me money to tweet about dragons, but it never works that way. It never, it never works out. It just makes you more of a terrible person. You've already been spending too much time on Twitter, or you wouldn't be concerned with your influence with your there. Score, yeah. And now you're at another website uh, measuring your, your Twitter usage. So you know that your score is low. You know that you're terrible just by knowing about it. Yeah, I think so, something like that. Okay, so that's, that's close. clout. That's cloud. Let's move on to history. Okay, so I was born in 1980. A lot of things happened before then. Yes. But for every one of them, I have to take somebody's word for it. That is the truth. So, uh, the election of Jimmy Carter. 
I don't know if that really happened. You don't know if it happened. I don't know if it really happened. I have to take somebody's word for it. <laughs> really? You, so you imagine that when you were born in 1980, those of us who were here beforehand all got together and said, okay, <laughs> what are we going to tell him? <laughs> it's not that I imagine that that's what happened, but it could be. <laughs> sure. And that's what Mike Eagle knows to be true. Thank you, Mike Eagle. <laughs> Support for Wits comes from Jonathan Safran 2x4s, a highly literate specialty lumberyard. And from the Godfather trilogy of films, now on sale, get all three films for just $10, or only the first two for $15. <laughs> we get additional support from actor Hugh Jackman and his little brother, Tiny Ackman. It's, it's Tiny Ackman. Fighter. Huge and Tiny both sent in some financial support. The television show Mad Men will be perhaps best remembered for its iconic anti-hero Don Draper. Is it the suit that makes him so special? The charm? The self-loathing? No. It's the cocktails. Wits has obtained Draper's own cocktail recipes, and here to present them are several Don Drapers, or Don's Draper. Draper Teeny. Four ounces gin, one ounce vermouth, three olives, five tears that I never shed as a boy. <laughs> Shake, stir, then pour down the sink because those days can never return. Draper Manhattan. Two ounces bourbon, one ounce vermouth, one dash of aromatic bitters. Three dashes of bitterness about my own need to hurt everyone who loves me. Two scrapes of the grime from that apartment I had after Betty and I split. One maraschino cherry. Pour contents over ice into a glass. Catch your own distorted reflection in the ice for a moment and wonder who you are or who anyone is really. Sit in chair. Milk cream. Four ounces of Brill Cream hair grease, four ounces of milk. Blend and serve, look great. Sidetrack sidecar, two ounces cognac, one ounce triple sec, one ounce lemon juice, one photograph of each of my three children, one photograph of each semi-formed character from my secret past. Check bottom dresser drawer. Sit and wonder. How as we grow old, we take on responsibility for others, but not out of love, not really. It's more just to feel that these lives we lead are more permanent than they actually are. We love other people. We make other people. And it's all to postpone thinking about the cold fact that ultimately, we are alone. Because those people all leave. They die, they grow up, they drift away. And you're left alone, as you were the whole time, really which is the terrible, unbearable truth. As you think about that, you should begin to sweat with fear of the abyss. <laughs> Scrape off that sweat and put it in a glass, add one orange slice. 
The cool demeanor, office drink. Three tranquilizers, one cup of hot coffee, one ounce dread. Drink and then let cup fall out of your hand and shatter on the linoleum floor. Leave ceramic shards to secretary on duty to clean up. Draper Greyhound, two ounces grapefruit juice, five ounces of vodka, pour over ice into cocktail glass. Go have sex with some lady. Peter Sagal, Paul F. Tompkins, Open Mike Eagle, and me as Don's Draper. He is a comedian, an actor, a frequent guest on Wits. He's also the host of the TV show No You Shut Up and the web interview series Speakeasy. He is Paul F. Tompkins. Hello, Paul. John, hello. Hello to you. Hello to you. I feel like I want to know more about the show No You Shut Up. There are puppets involved. There are puppets involved. The show, the show is a um, meet-the-press style uh, roundtable discussion show of, of current events. Yes. And I am the host. Sure. And the panelists are all puppets from the Henson Company. <laughs> so it'll be me and um, like a conservative Christian squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, an alien uh, who wants to enslave the planet, um, who's very concerned about recycling. Um, a, uh, a cow who has his own uh, uh, sort of Dr. Oz show. Uh-huh. Um, and a talking hot dog. That's not an animal. It's not an animal. It's not all animals, John. Okay, sure. We've had, we've had a talking lunchbox on the show. Uh-huh. As well as uh, the, the United States Constitution. <laughs> now, now uh, I understand how puppetry works. Do uh, you, though? Well, maybe I don't. What's, what is this like to tape? What's the experience of making this show? It's very strange, and it's a weird thing that I have gotten used to, um, because the, it, the show's all improvised. And so uh, we have our talking uh, points. We know this, the topics uh, we're going to discuss, but we, we, the conversation is completely improvised. And a weird thing about improvising with puppets, you come to realize very quickly, is that uh, they don't have facial expressions and their eyes are buttons. So the, the, the conversational cues that you're used to from, yeah. say, a human being is not present in a puppet. Because you're looking at fabric. You're looking at fabric with cold, dead, black eyes. And are the dialogues constructive about current events? Do you, do you no. find them to be illuminating? Not at all. Okay. But... They're not any different from any of the actual shows. <laughs> they really aren't. They really, really aren't. And we shoot at, at Univision in uh, Los Angeles. And then the only other weird thing about it is, because we don't have a control room, um, all the shots of the cameras are being called from a control room in Miami. Across the country. Across the country. And so there's a, a gap before we start anything and I can't have an earpiece to hear what the puppets are saying. Uh, who, these people who are under a desk. Um, so they all, have to, they all have to project so I can hear them. <laughs> because if I had an earpiece and I was hearing their faint voices from under the desk, uh, and then the delay of their voices crystal clear in my head, I would go mad. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins, everyone. Now the Wits Game Show. This week, Craigslist Conundrums. 
I spelled both those words with K's, so you know it'll be funny. <laughs> Peter Sagal, Paul F. Tompkins, Mike Eagle, I will present you with a Craigslist ad. I will read it to you. The three of you will work together to decide if the ad is real or one that we made up. If you get more right than wrong, you win. First Craigslist ad. Buy the Millennium Falcon toy that your parents never bought you. Cons, condition, terrible. I played with it a lot as a kid because my parents loved me. <laughs> your age, you're probably in your 30s, you shouldn't buy used toys. Pros, it's the Millennium Falcon, and after you buy it, you can wrap it up and pretend it's your 12th birthday and that your parents cared. I think that's real. I think that's false because I think John Moe's comedy is always based at heart in a kind of sadness. <laughs> Ooh, good point. I think we need some recondition here. Um, I'm going to say uh, that it's false. So we're all, we're all saying false. We all say false. You are all correct. It is false. For the record, written by our writer Mike Fotis and not by me. <laughs> but, but it, it, but it, it reflects, spoke to you. It reflects my bleak view of reality, okay. yes. <laughs> All right, next Craigslist ad. You tell us if it's true or false. Headline, that burrito, Jesus, but from where? <laughs> I woke up with the remains of a burrito next to the sink. It was everything. It had french fries in it and avocado and sour cream. It was at once crunchy and smooth and hot and cold and salty and gooey and chewy. It was quite simply the finest burrito I've ever had the pleasure of leaving next to my sink at three in the morning. <laughs> but from where? There was a ton of tables inside, a burrito assembly line. I've got no receipt, no signage on the bag, no memory, nothing. Did I mention it had french fries in the burrito? Where did it come from? Please help me and then meet me there. I guess for this one you need to accept whether such a burrito is possible. That's true. I'm willing to accept it. I am. I want to wish it into existence right now. I'm, I'm, I'm saying true. I'm, I'm saying true. I also think true, and I also think it's written by somebody I clearly would not like. I, <laughs> I, 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 I like food, right? But I don't like when people want to talk about food too much. Right, maybe. It gives me the creeps. Re really, Oops. say more about that, Paul. <laughs> so three trues then. Yeah. You are correct, that is true. Let's do one more here. Headline, did you leave a prosthetic leg on the bus this morning? <laughs> I found a prosthetic leg wearing a Lucchese brand cowboy boot on the bus this morning. I'm not sure what brand the leg is, but it's only the shin and foot portion, and it's not mechanical looking. I hope you don't mind, but I went ahead and tried the boot on. I don't like that the person said that the <laughs> unattached leg was wearing a boot. There was a boot on it. It was not wearing the boot. wear a boot, it is an inanimate object. I'm really just fascinated that the sentence, I don't know what brand of leg it was, has ever been written. It's not any of the leg brands I recognize. Right. right. It's not a it wasn't the traditional mainstream brand. It's not a yeah. designer leg by any means. It might have been like an in-house brand at Trader sure. Joe's. We don't know. Costco <laughs> leg. All right, gentlemen, I need... Aldi, if it was a cheap... I need a vote. What, what ethnicity would Trader Joe's co-opt to brand their artificial leg? 
I imagine. What's the leggiest country? No, no, they have all these like variations on the name Trader Joe's. So yeah. like peg leg Joe's prosthetics. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. Right. Gentlemen, I need a vote. Is this real or is this fake? I, I, say, I, I say false, and I'll tell you why. Because anybody who found a prosthetic leg and would, say, would, would all of a sudden be filled with a sense of good Samaritanness and be like, I am so virtuous, I shall now return this prosthetic, and therefore would not say, oh, I tried the leg on. I think they'd be, sir, I am here as your angel to help you. So I well, think they, tried the, wrong. they tried the boot on. They tried the boot on. Yeah. Members I, I, wearing I, the I, I still say false. False, Paul? Uh, I'm going to say false, not because I think if someone found a prosthetic leg, they would be filled with the spirit of good Samaritanism, but they would be so scarred that they would probably go blind and never be able to write anything again. Uh, so false. False. Mike? Also false, um, because I don't have a strong opinion otherwise. <laughs> it was true. Oh! But, and it was me. <laughs> but you got more right than you got wrong. So Peter Sagal, Paul F. Tompkins, and Open Mike Eagle win the game. Here's Open Mike Eagle with John Munson and the witnesses. Just want to say like this, like any other time I've been uh, up here has been amazing. Thank all of you guys so much. From my house, I wrote this song in the hotel room On the day a show got canceled, now this room feels like Bellevue Jupiter's got 12 moons and it's life forms on a couple up Give up if my plans fell through, if I'm deep purple or pale blue So please circle the right answer on this question and I'm gonna mail you Have we yet made a real connection or is this simply a prelude? What's this century's quaalude? What's the next millennium's molly pill and my body feels like sun? Light, about to run right through this poppy field to my eyes burning my nose running my skin itches like fire only rappers with sinus troubles could ever enter my cypher every sentence that I write my muse feels like it could be tighter there's a small chance that we can't connect as we're too differently wired my name is open Mike Eagle professional rapper can you guys make some noise for the band a little bit it's so amazing to me to hear my music blended with them it's just makes it otherworldly for me. We'll dig, we'll stick, build big, pretty bridges, 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 we'll what is you doing here? I done plugged up this computer gear and I'm about to sweat in this laptop. The drive here was like five years, I swear only made one gas stop. I'm the Batman of the minivan and my plan's tricking these rap fans to think rap shows are like Disneyland. What the fuck is you doing here? I done roller coasters, no souvenirs. Sometimes it's second nature, other times it feels super weird. There's some faces here I done seen before. Seen people dancing, seen people bored. Now I'm reaching out for your hand. So you can understand what I'm speaking for But don't sweep the floor, but don't wipe the bar Leave them glasses right where they are Look 
look at me when I talk to you Cause this is not something I'm sleepwalking through Not something that y'all can wipe away A game some of y'all like to play I'm dialing into you, accessing you This signal will not decay Guys, make some noise for John Moe, Peter Sagal, Paul F. Tompkins. Feels like an honor, it's a dream to be sharing the stage with these gentlemen and sharing this room with all of you. Will dig, will stick, build big, pretty bridges will dig, will stick, build big, pretty bridges will dig. We'll stick, build big, pretty bridges will dig. We'll stick, build big, pretty bridges will. Thank you all so much. Mike Eagle with John Munson and the Witnesses. More with Open Mike Eagle, Peter Sagal, and Paul F. Tompkins in just a moment. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. This is Wits. I'm John Moe, here with rapper Open Mike Eagle, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me host Peter Sagal, and comedian Paul F. Tompkins. Now, one of our writers, Ben Acker, has seen a lot of movies, but he hasn't seen all of them. But he's seen enough of them to know what probably happens in the ones he hasn't seen. <laughs> to prove it, he has written scenes that probably happened in a segment he has named Probably Scenes. Our first probably scene is from the famous Stephen King horror movie, Christine. Hey, nerd! Oh, no, it's that jock, Jimothy. I am here to bully you. Oh, textbook jock nerd dynamic. I am mad as much at myself for falling into the paradigm as I am myself the paradigm. Oh, I am beating you up because you say stuff like that. Ow! Take oh, it! No, I'm ow. hitting you! Oh, not the Google Glass! Ouch! Yes. Oh, that was expensive! Ow! You better hope I don't get a mechanism by which my subconscious gets to take revenge on you, Jimothy! <laughs> There's no such thing! Yeah, you're right. I'm going car shopping with my friend, Christine. Hi! Hey, you're cute. I know. Psych! Pig's blood prom on you! What? We tricked you, Christine. You and I were never really friends. Jimothy and I got you here to the prom to dump pig's blood on you. Hope you like it. I don't. I am covered in pig's blood. If only I had a mechanism by which my subconscious got to take revenge on you. What are you doing somehow? Psychic vengeance powers! I am on fire! I am Christine! 
Or maybe, wait, wasn't that movie called Carrie? What's Christine? And that's the probably, 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 probably story of Christine. Or maybe Carrie. And now for the movie in the movie theaters closer to now, Brick Mansions. Help me! Help! Won't somebody help? My name is Brick Mansions. I will help. What is it that is wrong? Some bad guys kidnapped someone, or stole something, or drugs, or extortion. Happens all the time, but not this time. Do you know why they call me Brick Mansions? We just met. Because I was bitten by an edifice. Like in a werewolf way or a Spider-Man way? A Spider-Man way, thanks for asking. (laughs) Now I have the proportional speed and strength of a building. (laughs) And I am ready to kick some butt. Somebody mentioned wanting to kick some butt. Me, I did. (laughs) My name is Brick Mansions. Good, because I'm here to kick your butt. I'm a bully. That's not exactly what I'm after. Well, you better adjust your expectations. My building sense is tingling. You are really after me to kick my butt. And I can do it, too, because I got bit by a radioactive wrecking ball. Brig Mansions, you're my hero. Her belief in me, making me believe in myself. Just enough, probably. We'll see. We don't know if that's how it's going to happen at all. And that's what for sure probably probably, probably happens in Brick Mansions. And now a classic that has been regarded by people who have seen it as the fried green tomatoes of 9 to 5's Steel Magnolias. Let's see what Ben Acker thinks about it in our final probably scenes scene, Steel Magnolias. I declare, this summer he is positively obscene. Cool down with some sweet tea, Blanche. Rose, Blanche, you will never guess what Dorothy and I just saw on Bull Island. An alligator covered in duckweed. Oh, we're, we're not the Golden Girls. We just have their names because writer Ben Acker needed older ladies' names. I declare. I declare. Who did I declare? I declare. I declare. I declare. Everyone stop declaring right this second. <laughs> For I have something about which you should declare. Merlin. <laughs> That's right. It's me, Merlin the Magician. What are you doing here, you old polecat? I say, you know why I'm here. Why do I ever pay y'all a visit? Time to suit up. It's time to suit up once more, Rose. When, as young girls, y'all softball team, the Magnolias, were out on a softball camping trip, what did y'all think was going to happen when y'all stumbled onto my magic forest cabin? 
Nothing. Well, we had no expectations. Surely not that we'd become the new knights of Merlin's new round table. And certainly not that we'd be called upon to serve as these steel magnolias for all of our natural lives. Merlin, we're old southern women. We got families to disappoint us and sweet tea to make. We can't just drop everything and put on your enchanted suits of armor every time a dragon pops up endangering the American South. <laughs> y'all can and y'all must if there is to be an American South to defend. All right. But if we form one giant knight... I want to form the head this time, Dorothy. I have had it up to here with being the right arm. Did King Arthur and his boys form a giant knight back in your day, Merle? Oh, simply all the time. And did they take turns being the head? Oh, no, Dorothy. Arthur was always the head. See, Rose, Arthur was always the head. <laughs> Merlin, how does Dorothy compare with King Arthur? Uh, um, uh, that is... I rest my case. We'll argue about it later. Blanche, Rose, Sophia, Merlin, let's us steal Magnolia, slay a dragon in our enchanted armor. And that is a way better movie than the original. Probably. Paul F. Tompkins, Peter Sagal, Open Mike Eagle, Janie Haddad Tompkins, Janie Winterbauer, and me in various roles. And now, the Wits Lightning Round, short questions, short answers. Lightning Round, the question format that often strikes twice. Peter Sagal, what's harder, running marathons or hosting a public radio show? Oh, running marathons. Paul F. Tompkins, please choose from the following nicknames for yourself, Turbo or Gator? Gator! Good choice. Open Mike Eagle, how hard is rapping? Very. Peter, Chicago is the windy city and the city of broad shoulders. Pick a third nickname for Chicago. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, uh, Turbo is available from earlier. Yes. Um, City of uncertain (laughs) self-satisfaction. Mike, you are from Chicago and now live in Los Angeles. What's the biggest difference? Um, pizza. Paul, what should the young people always remember? Knock it off! (laughs) Peter, what should the young people forget as soon as possible? (laughs) Uh, never eat with your hands. Mike, Steve Perry or Johnny Rotten? Johnny Rotten, the eyes. I love the eyes. Peter, as an NPR host, how many tote bags do you own? I have, I have nesting tote bags. Ah. <laughs> Paul, how much did you want the coyote to catch the roadrunner? Please express your answer as a percentage. 1,000%. Mike, same question. <laughs> 1,001%. Like Pe- the price is right. Peter Sagal, same question. I would have given my life to help the coyote. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, yes. has anyone ever disobeyed the central directive in your show's title and told you? Constantly. And that's the Wits Lightning Round, everybody. <laughs> Once again, Paul F. Tompkins reads one-star reviews of classics from Amazon.com. This is Amazon Review Theater. <clears throat> the Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. 
Not so fun. <laughs> there was a lot of talking, but did not go into full detail of how he became Mr. Hyde. When I think of Mr. Hyde, I think of more chase scenes and anger. I also think of more scenes of Dr. Jekyll in his laboratory. Older people who like old British novels would like this book. <laughs> because older novels were written in the same form. People who have a lot of time on their hands would like this book. It takes a long time to read it. British literature majors would also like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because of the style of the writing. If you get bored really easily and can fall asleep reading, then you should read this book. Horton Hears a Who. This isn't a kid's book at all! <laughs> the message behind it is one of choice, making reference to a woman's right to choose through Horton and the planet. <laughs> I don't care what your views on abortion are, anti or pro. You shouldn't let young children read and decipher the hidden meaning. Dr. Seuss was a nut job and a child corrupter. Don't support his work. <laughs> the Beatles White Album. <laughs> I do like the Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix, Pink Floyd, and yes. I do not like the Beatles. Most of their music I find simplistic, annoying, and boring. Do you like the Beatles? Do you eat cold cereal for every meal? Paul F. Tompkins, everybody. Can I share some comedy advice that Paul shared with me backstage? Sure. He said to me, he walked off backstage and he said, let me tell you, shouting, it always works. <laughs> it works every time. Um, that was a comedy secret, not comedy <laughs> advice. You will receive an invoice. Open Mike Eagle, you are going to lead our audience in what I believe is your favorite song. My very favorite your song very of all the songs. songs. Of all songs. This is my favorite. This is your favorite. This is my favorite. You mean all songs considered, this well, would be Once your you favorite. have considered all songs. Each, each and every one. I'm your only friend. I'm not your only friend. But I'm a little glowing friend. But really, I'm not actually your friend. But I am... Looking airy in the alley for the light switch Who watches over you? Make a little 
little birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul I have a secret to tell from my electrical well It's a simple message and I'm leaving out the whistles and bells Who must listen to me, filibuster vigilantly My name is Blue Canary, one known spelled L-I-T-E My story's infinite, like the launching symphony It doesn't rest, Blue Canary in the alley for the light switch Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul Opposite me of my primitive ancestry, which stood on rocky shores and kept the beaches shipwreck free. Though I respect that a lot, I'd be fired if that were my job. After killing Jason off and countless screaming Argonauts, new bird of friendliness, like guardian angels, it's always near. Looking airy in the alley for the light switch, who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul And while you're at it Keep the night light on inside the birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul And while you're at it Keep the night light on inside the birdhouse in your soul to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul While you're at it Keep the night light on inside the birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your Open Mike Eagle with John Munson and the witnesses and the audience at the Fitzgerald Theater in St. Paul. Want more Wits in your life? Go to witsradio.org and find out how you can see a Wits show in person. You can sign up for our newsletter there, get the latest information about what our various Wits guests are up to, or tell us what you're up to on Twitter. Just tag us, we're at Wits. Thanks to our guests this week, Peter Sagel, Paul F. Tompkins, and Open Mike Eagle. Thanks to our broadcast engineer, Corey Schrappel, our coordinating producer, Hans Buto, and our intern, Sam Siegel. And Fitzgerald Theater staff, Tom Campbell, Mike Wangen, Andrea Ayers, Aaron Cassio, and Dan Zimmerman. 
Wits is written by me and Ben Acker, Wendy Molyneux and Jeff Drake, and Mike Fotis. Our acting company this week included Jamie Haddad Tompkins. We're joined by music director John Munson and the witnesses Steve Rome, Joe Savage, Richard Medic, and Janie Winterbauer. Our executive producer is Peter Clowney. Wits was created by Tony Bowl, senior producer Larissa Anderson, and me. I'm John Moe. Bye now.